0: hey guys welcome back to ctd among blacks we are here with our very own Oye Banji, aka DJO Fresh. Um, so, we're going to do things a little bit differently today. I'm going to be the one asking the questions. I just want to go ahead and remind everybody out there that you can follow us um, on all of our social medias at CTD Among Blacks. Our website is www.ctdamongblacks. And our email address is www.ctdamongblacks. So, how are you doing today? Oh, and I'm so sorry, I didn't even introduce myself. I am your girl Khadija, aka KD. I know y'all are happy to see my face again um so i just want to um ask you a few questions because of course this is your baby you know um we would not be here if it wasn't for you so Mm -hmm. just to learn some few things about you today well first of all how are you doing
1: yeah i'm doing good i'm doing good.
0: you're doing doing good okay okay i love to hear that you're welcome
1: (coughs) thank you very much for that
0: (laughs) of course so first first like first um how long have you been here
1: uh i've been in the united states almost like i think it's almost like six seven years
0: six seven years okay and in your six or seven years of being here like what do you feel um your experience (coughs) has been like like what do you feel like you've learned being here and transitioning from going from nigeria to america
1: um actually i didn't come from nigeria to this place i moved from malaysia to um america
0: Oh, okay. Yeah.
1: So I will say for me, I've learned a lot. And um, I'll start by saying this, you know, there's a lot back home when we watch movies. There's mm-hmm. perspective everybody pick on on their own hand, how the passive to imagine United state is. And for me, it was just how I expected it to be. And the only thing was just... Having to live in it so the first place i went to was louisiana because oh. um before i moved to united states i watched this, this this movie that i can't remember the title but it does a lot of things in louisiana so having to realize in the movie they speak my language they speak Yoruba language they talk about um um witches they talk about some things like that so i was very um you know into it, like why something like that really exists in united states because when, when i was growing i was told united states is like a small heaven so okay. you know, if you find yourself in united states you're like that's the most biggest place you want to be in the world and having to watch it in a movie when they were really um showcasing things that has to do with my tradition i was really really into it so i always tell myself like you know if i ever get to united states i definitely got to go to louisiana okay. so louisiana was the first place i ever went to and you know having the opportunity of being there i still got a picture i save on my phone <laughs> Cause i kind of was like you know when you dream big about something yeah it's possible it's gonna happen so yeah it's it's been a wonderful one for me actually i've had my um uh, the bad the good the ugly mm-hmm. and i'm still learning because i still feel like there's a lot i don't know yeah about the system about the culture about the people and about everything about the united states of america but so far so good it's been pretty nice
0: for me okay um. so like for you, it, there wasn't any kind of culture shock. Do you feel like you had maybe an adjustment period? I mean, because, of course, you said you didn't even come from Nigeria; You came from Malaysia. So I guess like coming from w- what you experienced in Malaysia and then transitioning that to America, like what what were the differences that you saw and like how did you adjust to those those differences that you had to deal with?
1: Oh thank you very much for that. Um uh, I would say actually moving from I have my own culture I shook moving from Nigeria to Malaysia. Okay. And uh, before I traveled excuse me, before I traveled then you know I was I was walking back home. I just got to leave to travel to uh, Malaysia to go to school. And when I go down there, you know, Malaysia is a country where um uh, they have their own language and even though they speak English. So that was something that it took me a while to get into it and the reason why i said it took me a while is because they don't speak english okay that kind of threw me off a little bit and uh, malaysia was the place where i learned how to realize that you got to pay bills every month it, in oh, nigeria yeah. we only pay once in a year and you know for me living having the privilege to leave after finishing my school i stayed there for like i think i lived in malaysia almost like four five years okay. so i've been really adjust to staying abroad because we call it abroad back home so I already understand how the system goes. You got to pay your bills every month if you want to keep your internet, if you want to stay in the same rent, you, if you want to pay your car notes, a lot of things like that. So, schooling for me down there and having to experience that really prepared me for coming to America. And I think the only thing I experienced in America is getting used to what I do, you know, having to build a community around myself. When I'm in communities, you know, having to know where to go and they know you for this, they know you for that, and coming to United States um i had to struggle for almost like two three years before i started having my um my kind of people mm-hmm. that i want to in houston and i've had a couple of my friends that I, that i met when i get to houston that have left and for me i told them like i don't see myself moving out of houston shout out to all estonia anyway because i see this place like my home privileged to be almost like 30 states united states mm-hmm. but houston will always come first for me okay so it's like home and uh, even if I go back to Nigeria, I'm always quick to, want to go back to Houston.
0: Like, <laughs> of course, I gotta go. Like,
1: I gotta go home. So, Houston, i become a home for me. And like I said, uh, the main thing is once you're more open-minded, you just it becomes your home. Okay, and that's that's just for me, yes.
0: Okay, so um, you said that when you when you came to Houston or I guess America in general, that there was like a struggle period for you. Like, what did your struggle entail? Like, what what was it that made you struggle? And then how did you elevate yourself from the struggle?
1: Uh, actually my struggle before I ever moved to United States has mm-hmm. been I was privileged to go to a white school back home in Nigeria. Okay. And I have the privilege of going around white kids in the Indian and seeing my other friends at the other side of the school that I go to. So actually what I mean is like so my school that I go to is we right here they, they build a the fence around us. And the other side are my, my friends. And my friends go to like public school, so. Okay.
0: So I'm sorry, th- this was you and this was in Nigeria, <coughs> correct? Yes. Okay, yeah. okay, okay, okay.
1: Yeah, so a lot of people don't believe that when I tell them like, you know, I went to high school, like, <laughs> oh, right. And pe- I've, I've had a lot of time when some Americans tell me how I chose my words is different. Mm-hmm. I've seen I just tell me how I speak it's different well from how no man I just speak. Maybe because I went to high school. So it wasn't like my parents were rich, but they just want me to be around, Um, you know, Rich people To okay. have some I don't understand why
0: Maybe give you a little leverage
1: uh, I, I I can't really say uh-huh. But I think it, it helped me To where we are today okay. And why I say that is You know Since I was a kid I've always had a problem Understanding why My friends are always Other side of the fence mm-hmm. You know my I didn't have a parent To really explain to me Like we're trying to give you A better life yeah. But you know being in the in the midst of rich kids in the school and in the night I'm with my friends. So what they do my friends, they ask me questions like, How has it been with those your friends? what do you guys do? Mm-hmm. And I think that what carried me to Malaysia, to United States, because I become somebody that I want to advocate for black people. Yeah. Like my African people. I feel like I wanna ask questions. There's some things I don't know. And it took me a while to realise that is where this genesis of even the podcast we're doing right now come from because Having to grow up where i have rich kids that they're not really really my friends and the reason why i said it is i don't really live in their world so even though they're telling me things i really don't understand i confront the in my head you know back in in those days they come to pick them up in the their parent comes to pick them up because they're rich kids i don't yeah. gotta get picked up i gotta walk with my leg you know sometimes my parents send somebody to come pick me up and going on with my friends, that the other side of the road or the school changed a lot of things in my head. So I've always been young, wanna know why I did this side. And so when I come to United States, uh, I kind of start a YouTube talking, ranting then, which I didn't understand. So my struggle becomes because I didn't expect black Americans to criticize how I talk. Okay. Even though I watch it in a movie, I didn't still understand that it's gonna be different, you know, you know. I remember when I was working, I was watching this movie, Love and Custardine, and I re- I really, really repeat this line I'm about to say it's from Nikki Cannon, and he said, um, "I love blending collates, something like that. Uh-huh. So I I I replay American movie just to make sure I could get it right. Ooh so you can learn how to say blended mocha
0: lattes yeah then I, say it now can you say it now
1: blended mocha lattes you know <laughs> you know i still got my accent you still inside. have the accent yeah, it's yeah, okay yeah. Then, but, but, but yeah that. so to let you know how deep i was trying to get into it and mm-hmm. coming to united states and being privileged to work in some places i kind of experienced it from black people and what happened was i didn't really know how the system worked and this is one thing about african that i've heard in a couple of places i've worked maybe me we just love to. If you pay me, I want to do what you pay me for. Mm-hmm. So when I started the job, I started working hard. I was just like, shit, you know, it's hard to really pay your bills. You got to do what you got to yeah. do. So I didn't know they were trying to notice me. So within three months, they make me the lead of a team of people that have been there for two years, which I didn't understand. So when I become the lead of the team, you know, People were playing with me when I first got to the place. You know, I'm this guy, you can make fun of me. I don't really get mad about things because I'm open minded to realize you might not know some things. Yeah. So over time, I would tell, like, what you say yesterday might be offensive, but you know, I know you don't know. So I'm cool with it. So I I make a lot of friends around them. So when I become the lead, life changed. Mm -hmm. And when life changed, and I'm saying this to every Nigerian out there, like, it was, a bad, it was a bad experience for me. And when I say it was a bad experience, is, you know, being an accountant from home where I got people to go do things for me. You know, Nigerian really we, we really hold hierarchies in, mm-hmm. in workplaces. So being an accountant where I have people that work for me and coming to the United States, finding myself around people that I know for a fact, I would tell them to go do things for me. And having to be called out, I had to be, you know, subjected to the fact that somebody told me, like, this is America... Uh, you can't be my lead because of your accent. I don't even understand half of everything you're saying. It threw me off a while. And, you know, after they did that, I still <laughs> tried to talk to the management. And we kind of started out. They went far by trying to come with a knife. This is something that becomes kind of the broken my wipers. And the only question I'm asking myself is, why would a black man like me want to do all this since a black man like me?
0: Wait, I'm sorry. So you, you said like a coworker came at you with a knife? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Wow. Okay. So was that was that like slightly traumatized? I mean, I mean, I want you to finish what you're saying,
1: but uh, I mean- I w- I, for me, I wasn't traumatized because I wasn't kind of like <sighs> what I mean by saying that is you know uh, I'm from a country where you got to hustle, you got mm-hmm. to leave. Yeah. So I understand, I understand the street code to the level that I understand, and I'm a very educated person enough to know if you kind of move like this, I got to move like this. Got so you. I wasn't scared to expect anything of such, but I was just amazed that somebody from this end could we'll move do that. like that yeah, like, yeah. why would you want to do that to an american person or a black person that like, f- to me for personally for me i i, I thought we were one and you know i didn't i didn't snitch on the person but i kind of reported to the management i didn't talk okay. about a knife i mean
0: and, that's your safety so i yeah, would i so, would have snitched too i'm not mad at
1: you i i couldn't snitch about a knife but i kind of tell them like i'm leaving the job and you know they call a big meeting and everybody kind of like, and they asked me what, what I want to say. I said, the only thing I just want to tell them is, you know, be more open-minded about, even though it's your country, you know, just for the next African i might be coming after me, just be more open-minded and talk yeah. to them. Don't, be the quick things you think is funny might not be something that's funny to them. And if they tell you it's not funny, so they apologize. And you know, we're sorry. I'm like, nah. I don't feel like I want to work because actually, my mental state. It wasn't a job I would do. Yeah. I was just trying to hustle to pay my bills. Of so course, yeah, yeah. I just walk away. So that's that kind of take a hole. And uh, the, another thing that I think I experienced in America is Americans are so much um. Claude, how should I use the word like? Uh, at first, I, I, a lot of Americans I was coming across are the one that so um. I don't want to use the word ignorance, but they're, they're not ready to open to understand Africans. Okay. So for the, I think for my first two years, it was a bad one because mm-hmm. everybody I was coming across was just uh, not more open-minded to know the kind of person I am. They were just trying to like talk trash on every African. Yeah. So at first I was like, man. So that kind of intrigued me to always want to ask questions from people. Like, why do you think it's like this? Well, what do you think about Africans? What kind of music do you guys listen to? What do you think we listen to? Mm-hmm. And that has been my way of, Learning and today I don't really have any problem with any Americans or anybody like that.
0: Okay, so um, so first and foremost, like, sorry that you even dealt with that, like, within your first few years of being here, because I mean that must really suck to like be attacked at your workplace. So, and that's not even common, I think, because I like. I mean, I'm Nigerian, and I don't think I've ever experienced anything like that. And I guess maybe I don't have an accent, so that never. I hurt. guess it's like no, that accent. never happened to me. So like that's that that's a horrible thing to have to deal with when you first come here, especially like know. in America, it's like the land of the free. Like oh, come get your white picker no, fence dream. You know what I'm don't, saying?
1: Don't get me wrong, though. We have people back home that do things like that too. You
0: but like, like I don't say it's expected in Nigeria, but like it's different. You know what I'm saying? No, no, no. For, for so, real, yeah.
1: we, we have it too back home. When I mean we have it back home, it's like we have tribalism issue too. Yeah. So uh, I. I I, it's just like I don't experience like that back home, but it's something we know like, you know, when you're from this side of this country, mm-hmm. Nigeria and this side, I don't want to go into that. But we, we do experience things like that back home too, but it's not just something I expect, it's, I was expecting you know, when you feel like you watch a lot of movie that make you feel like America I like this. Yeah, 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 yeah. So I was expecting American black American. And would di- be like this. <laughs> it did come like and that. And then when I see them they make me feel like no, you ain't shit. Oh
0: damn. Yeah. Okay. Well I'm sorry. Once again, sorry. I mean I'm nah, not nah, yeah, nah, it's, it's fine,
1: man. <laughs> They've helped me to be where I am today. So so,
0: so like after you experience those struggles like i know you said it was like the first two three years you were here now you're in your year four to i guess like year seven right and yeah something like so, that. so now you're you've you've adjusted you've you've kind of figured out where you're going what you want to do like what what were the things that you see that changed like what 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 has gotten you this far
1: um you know for me i think the number one thing i would tell everybody is to my dad would tell me back on me now and you're like anything you see read it makes mm-hmm. sense? Read. Yeah. It doesn't make sense. Just read. If you see a flyer on the road, take it and read. If you see a poster, take it and read. And I think that helped me to be more open minded. I think for me, being more open minded have made me to ignore things that I don't have to think about.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: And being more open minded have given me things that I would never have think of getting.
0: Yeah.
1: So and that has been one thing a lot of Nigerians don't know. And when people see me, they be like, oh, yeah, you doing this thing, da 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 And one thing I would like to tell anybody that comes from Nigeria is this, just be more open-minded. When I mean open-minded, doesn't mean just open your eyes. Mm-hmm. I mean be more open-minded in your mind because there's a lot of things that we think we know being in Nigeria. even though we might think we kind of go to school, all these things, but I can bet with you, those Americans that you look down, that don't think go to school, know so much that could put you three-step ahead of, you know, a journey of three years, they could make it three days for you, and you'll be so shocked because the, that one person you look down on might mm-hmm. be that person that will really, really help you. And for me, that has been one thing, you know, coming here, uh, I've struggled a lot when it comes to job. You know, I went to school, I got three degrees. Uh, I got one
0: Okay, from, educated yeah. black men, yeah, yeah, we yeah. see it, yes. Yeah, yeah you know,
1: it, it's, it's something that African I had to, our uh, parents put it in us, cause you know, my dad has three, and you gotta make sure you gotta have three degrees. And, you know, that's something I, I i i try to make sure i do and i'm not doing it to impress my dad mm-hmm. i think that's helped me to be more promoted in my education in my exposure in my um I, in, in my way of life because mm-hmm. the more you know the more the less question you ask yeah yeah you know the more you know things you don't gotta ask questions and for me that has helped me to you know over like i think if i'm correct two three years ago i started clothing line okay. without I not even understanding what i was doing and guess what I got my first machine from, shout out to Kalita, if she's hearing me right now. I don't like to mention it, but I just got to mention because <laughs> she, she was an American, uh, she's like an American mom to me, like always call scholar. She mm-hmm. showed me the way she helped me to do my first clothes, and she she was the one teaching me. She's sixty when 60-something 60 when she was teaching me two years ago. She would try to sit down next to me. She would tell me, like, you oh, just call me on FaceTime. Anything you need, I will surely tell you. And she helped me to start. And I'm always grateful because I always tell this story, like, we would have taught, like, an American person would be the one to teach me some things, mm-hmm. even though she didn't go to, I didn't think she really went to college like that. But she was able to show me a lot of things. So
0: just to pause real quick. So you you meant you you just said like you didn't think an American person would be able to teach you something. Like why was that maybe a thing? Because of
1: like, the movie we watched back home. So, so you didn't. So the movie we watch doesn't showcase any Black American that really really have it like that. I mean, okay. going to school is more about saying you know. The most minimum job. yeah, yeah. So if, if we watch it in a movie, we're expecting an American to be the one to be in the kitchen. We're expecting okay. an American to be the one trying to cut the grass.
0: So yeah. you're saying the movies that the movies that you like you watched growing up kind the, of skewed your view on like um, yeah. The, the
1: movie we have access to only give us such things about Americans. Yeah, and I'm not gonna lie to you. The the level of how I read things and line wasn't the same way while I was back in Nigeria because. I'm not supposed to be on Google, be researching about African American. Like, <laughs> I think I'm being in America for me to be doing that. So yeah. it's limited news. uh If I see any news, I read it. That has to say, and most of the things we have access to back home doesn't really give us a good edge. About, I mean, back in my own days, I think it's different now because a lot of Nigerians follow up what happened in America. But yeah. back in the days, we don't have access to all those things, so that kind of limits what I expect. And, you know, starting my clothing line, and here we are, we had a podcast we're doing right. It has been helpful, wonderful people like you, and, you know, and, like, that's one thing I always tell people, like, I've been blessed with collective mm-hmm. effort. I always use that word a lot because I feel like for every experience that I have, make me to strive for my doing something, and it's an effort, and my effort is to keep... Um, being an advocate to let you realize that even though where you're coming from might be bad or where you are might be bad one thing you gotta do is be more open-minded to what has come Mm -hmm. and if you're more open-minded you could save yourself a lot of stress because when you're not you're still gonna be you know you know, just move in your head and a weight you don't have to. And that's just one thing. So every time people look at me and say, you know, I'm proud of what you did. I'm like, nah, don't be proud of me because it's a collective effort. Mm-hmm. It's not just me you're looking at. It's not just me doing it. It's a collective of African-American Africans and white and Hispanic, um, and Caucasian, Jamaicans, um, Angolans, because I've, I've, I've been privileged to have one of people in my life. And mm-hmm. that is a shout out to all the utopians that have really helped me to um, see my life in a different ways because yeah. everybody that cross part in my life have given me and invested something in my life, maybe good or bad. Yeah. One thing I always speak out is the good ones? And even though you do something bad to me, I don't really see that a bad thing. I just feel like you just, you know, you pinch me to Lessons realize. Yeah yeah. Things. Yeah, 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 Yeah. So that, that's, that's been my own way of life.
0: So, um, <laughs> Okay. I'm sorry. Oyibanji. Um, yes. Um, also known as what, what do you say dj o fresh right yes yes, yes okay yes, so yes. you're a man of many talents okay you just mentioned you have a clothing line yes of course you got the ctd among blacks podcast but yes. you're also a dj okay yes shout out to him y'all like when i came in this um this evening he was doing a master mix it was amazing okay thank you, thank you for that okay yes. it was it's that throwback afro beats baby yes, y'all man. know how that goes so like for for you to also be a dj you know like what what led you to that like what inspired you like what were your like what were your music inspirations that like made you want to become a dj
1: okay so um uh, in that part of dj thing i think it's just something in, in my family lineage oh, okay so um i'm i'm from a home where my my grandpa was wanting into like a team of people that did, they sing oh
0: okay and can you my, sing
1: uh, yeah i can sing too yeah and
0: Oh you can sing. Hold on no no, no 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 wait wait when I mean I can sing. When
1: I mean I can sing, I don't mean having my own lyrics no,
0: no 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 not your own lyrics, I'm just saying like like if you sing a song, you No, should... I can
1: sing church song, but oh, it's church. gonna be in my language. So okay, now no, sing sing
0: me. real quick because No,
1: no, no What do I, you mean no? I, I don't I don't wanna do this singing right now for so many years. <laughs>
0: <minutes. laughs>
1: okay, okay, so okay. I'm not about to sing, uh-huh. but you know a little
0: rusty, is that what it is?
1: Yeah, kind of it's been a long time I do that, so I'm not gonna lie. I don't wanna give myself some flowers, I don't decide. But yeah, okay it's in my family blood and um, uh, my dad too was one time doing all this I can't remember what it's called but in my language it's called so that's what he does to raise himself I'm a mom when I was born, my mom was a chorister, so she was in a choir in the church. And my dad is a preacher. And, you know, my because of that, every part of my family member with three boys, we all have something we do. My junior brothers, they play drums, they play keyboards. I can play drums. I can, you know, do keyboards too and stuff like that. So, And I can play a little bit of gongo, a little bit of okay. that. So Ooh. I can play conga. I can play drum set. And um, I was I was, um, I was, was with my dad to one time being this interpreter when he Preaching church and stuff like that.
0: So interpret like so. You were doing for me about the English.
1: Yes. Okay, okay. Okay. And I think that's where I got all this. And I used to, I used to draw. I can draw, and I can. Okay. Carve. So you're also
0: an artist. Yeah. 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 I can okay. draw, and I can.
1: So when when I was growing up, I used to. This is how it started. You know, I don't know how this makes sense. You know, I can look at a wall and I can, I can visualize the image out. So I do tell my dad back then, like, you know, I'm seeing things like this. And I tell him, like, just get a pen and start drawing whatever you see. And that kind of make him to send me when i was young to at school to start learning how to carve so i can uh, if you give me i have all my tools back on manager. if you give me a toe uh, a big tree mm-hmm. i could carve something out of it oh, wow. and that's okay. my first job is to back on my printer so i've always have artistic way in my life like yeah i, really. I, yeah, I just i
0: just lucky uh, yes i'm and jealous and i wish i could do ke- i used to play piano when i was younger like yeah. i was in, i went to like a christian private school and they made us pick instruments so like piano was mine Ask me if I can play piano now. Probably not. I wish I could pick it back up. I'm jealous. But I mean, go ahead.
1: <laughs> <laughs> so I think it's been something. But how I got into the DJ, shout out to DJ Kulo. And that's my boss anyway. He's okay. the one that put me on into it. I kind of do DJ two, three times back in Nigeria. But I stopped because it was becoming kind of like, you know, gang shit. Having uh, cortis okay, and things. So yeah, yeah, I kind of like, nah, I'm not about to yeah, yeah, do yeah, that. Yeah, but back. when I go to United States, I don't know what happened, but I listened to a lot of You Know American music a lot, Mm -hmm. like I listen to a lot of American music. So,
0: like, right now, if you were to say like American music, what would be like your top?
1: Uh, I wouldn't want to do no top, I don't know because I'm nobody, but I think uh, the people I listen to a lot Mm -hmm. back to back, um, I listen to Drake, okay, I listen to Lil Baby, Lil Dog, uh, Mo3, uh, Roddy Richie, Roddy Wade. Oh, you like that music, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah, and I listen to Jay-Z a lot. And okay. I listen to Kanye West. I okay. listen to- um, I'll Okay, lyrically yeah. inclined, all right. Yeah, yeah, yes. And I think w- I think if when it comes to um, you know lyrics, it, it's more about Lil Dog, Lil Baby, and Drake. These okay. are the three people I kind of back to back listen to. McMill okay. too, because McMill helped me to understand. I think I listened to McMill because he'd be talking about everything that happened in the hood, like you're mm-hmm. growing up, you know, you don't get to get food. So true, that baby too. I think listening to them songs have helped me to understand a lot of things people don't know that. When you really, really listen to their lyrics, they're really telling their story. Yeah. And for me, I just don't know how to develop it. So when I find myself in the midst of Nigerians, they always ask me like, "How the hell you listen to that kind of music?" I, said, <laughs> I don't know. I just so when when I my boss my you know he was the one I put me on the digits. was like, oh, "Fresh, if you can listen to all this kind of music, I think it will be a nice thing because I listen to you when you and if any new music come out in Nigeria, I just don't know. I just the same day I'm listening to it. Okay, I'm not the kind of person that spend time online. But my intuition just go online and so when it comes around me i'm like bro do you listen to me like how do you always listen to all this so it was like you know what if you want to i can train you to become a dj so
0: that happened and you learning no right here, oh, here two okay, years okay, ago okay, okay okay
1: two years ago oh
0: you're only two years in the game on, yeah, on the it's just okay okay
1: so when look at it, you it was like if you want me to teach you you just got I'm like let's go so we went to uh the guitar place, okay. and you know Guitar Center like Guitar Center is that what yes that
0: called? Yes. Yeah, 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 okay. So we
1: went to get center and it was like, oh, you gotta buy this. I'm like, I'm buying this, you gotta buy this I'm like, I'm buying it. It was like, Oh, you really, really serious? I'm like, Bro, I don't play like just put me on and that's how I got a thing and he kind of showed me two, three times and it's like, Okay, you gotta take it it's like nah I'm not about to take it slow. So, fortunately for me, a friend of mine, shout out to Okwe, Ashake of Houston, was like, bro, I just got a house. I was like, you know what, bro, just help me, allow me to play in your house. Like, since you just open a house, just pay me a small thing, you can afford to pay me. Mm-hmm. And I was like, oh, he was like, I don't want to do nothing. As I said, because of me, you do noise. Let me come and play for <laughs> <me.">
0: <laughs> Not noise, the yeah, yeah, music, yeah. so so, the noise. Yes, uh, <laughs>
1: so he was like, you know, I, no, Nigerian for like everything got to be private. So, it was mm-hmm. like, I don't want to put my Wait, microphone.
0: hold on, which Nigerians <laughs> like everything to be private? Because from what I know, Nigerians are kind of, we kind of, you know we like no, to party and we
1: like to and- party when everything is all done you know yeah like, like, okay so okay. he wasn't yeah. finned okay yeah, okay, yeah. okay so it's like you know i don't want to put everything out I like that. so we i went down and i played the shit and everybody's like oh yeah, yeah you're DJing. i'm like yeah and that has been my story since then you know the 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 amounts has increased and increased okay. and because i love music it kind of helped me so quick to to really adjust to it and trust me even my my superior always tell me, like, I still don't practice enough, like I'm supposed to. But I think, it, well, it's me just when I jump on the news, I'm always grooving with the music. Because I, I listen to a lot of music, yeah. I don't got a problem. Okay, so so that's that's just how I got into a DJ of a thing.
0: So when you do DJ, it's not just it's not just afrobeats, like you do a nice mix of like American music. Oh yeah. Maybe so, like reggae, Jamaican things. So
1: like I've that. always I don't play in clubs, I only play okay, in parties. Like I don't you. I don't do when they call me for clubs, I tell people like I don't do clubs. So it's just like what private parties. Why I don't and, like doing clubs? No, I just it's just my own personal thing. Okay, I just you. don't wanna be in a club. I can go to clubs to have fun, but I don't wanna Work I've never really I've done a show myself. Mm-hmm. Uh, I did my first show in January seven. It was nice. People we falling, even though I wasn't going to club, and I'm planning to do it again next day. But. I Just don't see myself being in a club thing, but I prefer a private organization like private parties, yeah, of course, all those things. That's where I always find myself. But uh, it's, it's for me, I, I, a lot of Nigerians prefer Nigerian music. Of but course. for me, mm-hmm. I, sometimes when I do play for African American, they require for you know American music. And when I started playing, like, oh, you know, I like how you play, you really? I'm like, yeah, yeah. And they're like, oh, do you be listening like that? I'm like, yeah, I really, really be listening. And they were like, wow, you Nigerian? I'm like, yeah. You really listen like that i said yeah i just i don't know that's part of me i just embrace that culture so much okay and it's been very helpful for me
0: so and i know like so to, to bring it back a little bit i know like we've we kind of segued a little bit but you, you talked about how you were you interpreted at at the at the church for your dad yeah you're about to english and so like with that being said because a lot of people feel like oh in nigeria like we speak english right because i'm yeah. also nigerian you know side note but mm-hmm. um like sometimes people feel like there's like even though you speak English, it's like English with an accent. So then it doesn't even sound like English sometimes. So do you ever have like an issue where like, like just here in America where you have like a language barrier issue, like when you compared to like when you first got to America and then like compared to now, like what has that, um, what has that been like? Like with people being able to understand you when you oh, talk or things like that. Thank you for that. Your people <laughs> still
1: struggle with how I talk and yeah. I'm going to tell you how. So I'm very, I'm a kind of stubborn person too. So yes. I kind of want to do a Taurus, things. You're a aren't you, right? Oh. Uh the last time I checked I think that's what it is
0: okay yes like, Tauruses t- are stubborn
1: so I understand yeah, I'm a yeah, Taurus so. too that's why oh yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. shout out to all Taurus out there so yeah yeah I kind of make it hard for people but the thing is you know no discrimination to this when I talk to white people they understand everything I say
0: mm-hmm.
1: everything, everything. They, don't, they don't even you know, like you know I like your accent you know you're from Africa
0: I'm like yes and is that you know. like from, from? since you've stepped foot in America is that yeah. since you've stepped foot in America yeah
1: I don't that white people have never had a problem I've, I've never had any white people tell me like I can hear what you're saying but okay. when it comes to black America because uh-huh. i have a very like i, I do tell people like i have a family now like the, when we talk they're like "Oh, slow down jesus just take all your words one after the other and after that we have um language miscommunication because mm-hmm. sometimes I'm, i might mean like saying something and they might think i'm saying something else so that do happen often but over time they've tried to teach me and you you know, I still, like I said, because I'm stubborn, they try to teach me some words I find it hard to say. Okay. And I'm bad in, you know, twisting my tongue. I don't know. I just don't, I wasn't blessed with trying to speak like an American. So when they tell me, like, I'm going to teach you how to do this, I really, really don't get it properly like I'm supposed to. I'm like, nah, just leave me. I'm, I'm cool with my thing. That's what makes me African. Like, I'm not about to speak like American. So that's 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 that for that.
0: You know, when you say speak like American, like, I, would nev-
1: I would never speak like an American. It's not possible. I don't, I don't know if any Nigerian out there I try and want to speak like American. I don't think it make no sense because you might, you're not about to get that thing right. Like no.
0: Now, what is speaking like an American to you?
1: I don't even know. I think Americans sometimes speak some words backward, just like speak how Nigerians speak some I just words
0: mean. backwards. Yeah, like just what? like how
1: you know there's a common thing. I listen to Americans say, "I'm coming back." They say, "Boy, what the hell you mean? You are coming back? Come here, come right." I'm like oh you know i'll be back you know uh-huh. things like that so okay it, 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 there's a lot of american words that to me is like, like phrases
0: that we have that like yeah, yeah. okay don't cross over yeah
1: and uh, there's a lot of american words that when you put it in the right and that shit is offside like ooh, <laughs>
0: not offside
1: ooh, you go like <laughs> this but no disrespect to america shout out to all americans anyway but so like just
0: this. and so before we, we, we move on so um, like what do you do you prefer speaking Yoruba or do you prefer speaking English? Or like what what's more comfortable for you in general?
1: So actually I've never been conscious to realise that but when I see my Nigerian <laughs> people I just switch to Okay No, I'm lying. I don't really speak Yoruba like that.
0: What?
1: Yeah, I don't. I just mix it. You just mix it. So your well, are not yeah, even fluent? Because I didn't go to Yoruba ni- school. I went to Y school. But what but,
0: is your? But but you grew up in Nigeria. So would it would, No, my
1: Yoruba is sound. I could use proverb in Yoruba. But what I mean when I'm talking to people, mm-hmm. I tend to... I only use Yoruba once in a while, like small one. Like I, I can't even talk to a Nigerian in my language. Like, you know, when I Nigerian we still ask a Yoruba woman out in Yoruba. I and I, I, I've never tried it in so my life. So you
0: can't toast me in Yoruba? no. no, no to I've say? never
1: tried this in my life. Wow. No, no, no. I don't know how to do it.
0: That's crazy. I don't
1: I don't I don't know. Hey, no,
0: you're very sweet too. I know,
1: but I just don't know how to it. Ah. It's an awkward thing for me.
0: Really? Yeah, yeah.
1: yeah. I, I I never even use it. I can mix it when I'm talking uh-huh. but I'm not about to go. I would like just Oh, it's not for you. It's not nah, for you. Just, oh, that's fine. Let's Just move out of that Terry. <laughs>
0: that's perfectly fine so I mean and so once again we've, we've touched on the fact that you've got your clothing line and also like I mean is your clothing line still going on like what's going yeah, on yeah yeah so
1: um, shout out to everybody that supported my clothing line when it started and it's just black and bold connecting the dots and it's, it's African Root Store LLC I had a wonderful team and we just put everything in the post okay. and one of the reasons why we put it in the post because you know coming from Nigeria I was approaching the business world just like how we do things back home and that kind of crippled my experience you know we kind of have some little issue but then we're not giving up we're still have a lot of things coming on. Right now, we're all sold out on everything we have. Okay. We've been privileged to have some celebrities from home that rock our things, you know, and it's been wonderful and it really supports you. So now that we have that, we kind of take a hold because it's just me and some other thing I have we really, really putting in all effort on this podcast right now, okay. and we kind of want to make sure everything we have in our clothing line is coming from the factory. Where, when we start, we're just being the one doing it ourselves in okay. the country, and now that we expand enough that we have some uh, wonderful people back home that support the brand. So we put a pause to it to push this one because when you do too much, it's just gonna make you crumble. Yeah. So that was a decision chaotic. I make myself. Like, okay, you know what? Let's put a pause to it. But we've right now there's a lot going on behind. We're trying to rebrand everything. We're trying to change the face of how it looks like, and uh, the main focus about that, like I said, is that it's just the fact of pushing. Um, uh, black to be able to connect to themselves, Africans, American, and African, because I realized from my personal experience, a lot of people don't. If something don't happen, we just don't talk to ourselves, and mm-hmm. I don't think that should be the best thing, because. I always tell people if i'm in america I'm, it's a privilege for me so i got to be an advocate for people back home i need to connect i need to let people down here to know what what's happening back home because it's not going to everybody's not going to move to the united states mm-hmm. and all, all african-american is going to go back to africa so of course if people like me stay here i should be that bridge that could help them so i think that was the brand that was the reason behind the clothing line and the podcast right now is just what we're doing right now to bring awareness to things people don't think is very very important not just for us for the next generation for so that they can have a story they can have somewhere to reach out to so that they can have somebody to go okay somebody have said something like this cuz like i said most of my reference are coming from the movies that i've watched mm-hmm. or music that i listen to and that's just the only thing
0: so actually with that being said do you feel like Nigerians who like i mean i guess people who your age mates or even now do you feel like they've only they only use um, I mean, now that we have access to technology, um, Google, the Internet, do you feel like that is still what people use to gauge what America is like? Do we um, use like I mean, because, you know, you use movies, right, to gauge what America's life would be like. So do you think that's still the case and do you think that's changed or do or since we now have access to technology? Uh, people back home have the ability to say hey you know what this is not what america is really like i now have a better concept of what to expect if i i do get the chance to come
1: i think that has changed personally for me and the reason why i said that has changed is you know i have a lot of american friends now and now they won't be telling me things that happen back home and how they on snap snap make you meet anybody around the world and i think internet has really helped to open the eyes of both people back home and people down here, because, you know, when I talk to my American family like that, when we we'll talk like, you know, oh, do I see this, this, this. I'm like, yeah, that'll that be happening. Like, we do this. I'm like, wow, you know, y'all be really dressing like this. Y'all be this, this. I'm like, yeah, we do all the same thing you guys are doing. And the same thing from home to when I go home, you know, now people, you know, people even speak American English better than me that I live in America when I go home. Like, you see people really, really speaking it like you like, damn you've been to america like nah i'm like wow so i think internet has really played a better role now and it has helped and that that has been a very good thing for us but i'm scared to because i i I still think people are embracing most of the most um the bad parts yes okay
0: so i mean and and with that i just wonder like how do you like for you to hear, like you're like you've been here for six, seven years now, and how do you how do you feel that like the, your your American friends, you know, like how do you feel that they are more in tune with like things that are happening in Africa, things that are happening back in India? Like, what does that what does that do for you? Like, what does that ignite in you? Because I know connecting the dots, you know, making sure that there is a that that you are bridging the gap between Americans and Nigerians. Like, what does that how, how do you how do you feel about that like knowing that your friends are like they're learning and they're they're wanting and willing to be a part of that culture
1: um it's 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 a kind of around thing and this is just my personal experience yeah. and opinion i think a lot of most of my friends still don't understand it yet okay and a lot of people doesn't even see my approach of what i'm trying to do a lot of nigerian doesn't even think it's very important to have this kind of conversation and a lot of Nigerians already subjected themselves to how they want to see Americans. A, a lot of them a lot of even Nigerians have subjected ourselves to a lot of Americans too. You know, that feel like I'm not about to deal with them. And sometimes when I see that it really takes a hold of me. Mm-hmm. And the reason is this, like I always tell my friends like, why would I be in America and I won't be an advocate of change? if it's not for Martin Luther King, Malcolm X, I won't be here. I don't care how you want to say it. Mm -hmm. So every time I go back into those history of all these black panthers that have done their own parts, uh, Abraham Lincoln, a lot of people have really advocated to make me to be in this country. So Mm -hmm. if I'm in this country, I got to add to that thing. I'm not just about to be here just to count the numbers, just to make money and go back home. No, I think it should be more than that. It should be more than just... You know, I have the privilege of coming to America and I want to have my kids in America, so that my kids can make me, my kids can be better than people back home and my kids can, you know, talk down on people back home. Or my, This is just my own personal opinion. And I think we should do more more than that. And sometimes Nigeria will tell you, I'm only here to hustle, I'm going back home. That's mm-hmm. true, but what are you trying to invest in this place if you want to go back home? How do you make this place a better place for somebody coming after you? And that's something I feel like a lot of Nigerians, a lot of Africans, a lot of Americans don't think about. Because I'm always an advocate of telling people, like, if Malcolm X, if Martin Luther King didn't do what he did, do you think Obama would be the next president? Now, Mm -hmm. Obama is the next president. What is the plan for black people? What are you trying to advocate? Not to take over the world, but how are you helping me to understand American people? How are you helping me to understand black people living in France? How are you helping me to understand black people in Russia? How are you helping me to understand black people in Australia? Like, we have black people around the world. Are we just thinking it's just American? Because a lot of people don't even, a lot of Americans don't even understand, like, Africa is not a country. Country. you yes, can understand yeah
0: absolutely people think so, that Africa's a country and it's crazy
1: so and that's the thing if I'm in this country I should be able to help those people to understand like you know Africa is not a country and they're not wrong to think Africa is a country, so I should be more minded to tell them like, you know what, it's not a country, it's a continent. Mm-hmm. And America is not a country, you know, it's it's a country, it's not a continent, it's, it's, it's big. Like, America has a continent of North America, South America, East America, like there's a lot of Americans that doesn't even know. Mm-hmm. You know, there's a lot of things that I engage Americans, are like, are you do you even know it's like this in America? So, if I'm being privileged to have the knowledge, the school from Africa, and I'm in America, why can't I share with an American that doesn't have the privilege? do that so that's that's been my um my way of thinking Mm -hmm. so i'm always consciously when i engage an american i always want to tell them like you know what do you know about africans yeah tell me about this and over the time i've learned a ton of things and that's why i said earlier on like a journey of you think it's three years might be three days and it doesn't have to be educational part. of course that's, that's a lot i've learned for embracing and understanding an american and they just tell me something without them even knowing like they've helped my life out so That's just what I've 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 learned and I've embraced. And for my friend, I would say for anybody that's listening, and no disrespect to no one, this is just me. They might think like that too, Mm -hmm. but we've never had that conversation. And you know, a conversation you don't have, it's hard for you to know what you say about them. So, I've always tried to have conversation with people, and what I get is just you know BS like that. So I just I stick to myself. But I've been able to have a wonderful team, and that's why you're here. And having the people that really see it in that way, it makes me happy to realize that we're doing something. And I always tell this Michael Jackson that I said, one person can change the world. It doesn't have to be a tons of people. For the fact that you can understand what I'm saying, you know, we're doing something. For the fact that whoever that's listening right now can, you know, tap on the two things, I'm happy to do that. And I feel, re- I feel relieved, I feel fulfilled when I get that from people. When I realize um, I could see somebody that could see things in a different way, and that's that's been one one of my goal. Well,
0: you know what. Um, Ibanji, thank you so much. Um, This has been eye opening because we've definitely learned some things about you and what has led you to CTD amongst blacks, because this is such an amazing avenue, such an amazing tool for people to learn about both sides, honestly speaking, because yeah. we have it's so many different people who are going to come through here. Mm-hmm. They're going to share their opinion. They're going to share their opinion and be able to reach people from all over the place. And thank you so much for being so open. Thank you hey, so thank much you. for taking the time to do thank this you, with you, us. Oh my god, this is this was a blast. Um I want to thank you guys again for tuning in. Thank you so much. If if you have anything want to say to us, any comments, any feedback, please our email address is www.ctdamongstblacks.com. Um our website, I'm sorry.
1: Yeah, our website is going to be www.ctdamongblacks.com. <laughs> d- <laughs> and if you have any um information uh, maybe you want to be a partner maybe you want to sponsor maybe you you have a story you want to tell or maybe you have a story you want to you want us to tell for you on your behalf you can reach us to us at ctdamongblacks at gmail.com
0: yes sorry guys yeah I not know she's, she's over she's here. also on our social media of course is ctdamongblacks once again thank you guys for tuning in it's a girl Khadijah aka KD and our main man our main man here oh hey Banji yeah
1: so uh, <laughs> (laughs) Uh, I remain on your banjee and you can call me your fresh and like I always say it might not make a lot of sense right now anything you're doing but one thing I always tell people as long as you're doing a good thing just keep doing it in a couple of months weeks decades it's definitely going to make a lot of sense and thank you very much for having us we hope we've been able to help you and introducing our you know for the first time <laughs> our co-host you know having this I hope you love to see our face more and for you out there that you feel like you want to join this team you can reach out to us you know we can work some things out if you want to be a part of this particular team you know we have people shout out to all our teams from London we have people working from from Nigeria and we're United States and you know if you feel like you want to partake with us and you like to be a team you definitely can reach out to us and we promise you we will definitely see how we could bring you on into this thing because what we're doing is not for ourselves it's for the culture and we're ready to embrace anybody that wants to have the culture to the next level uh, so thank you and it's been wonderful having katie you know khadija and harry been Fresh into the next episode thank you very much